the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So let me show you how things are changing. Now, I think these guys... I want to talk to these guys in about a week because I have a feeling things are going to change for them now that they're getting a national attention, which I would find really unfortunate. There are two men in Indiana that were really tired of waiting for the city to repair potholes. So they started a grassroots organization called Open Source Roads. And uh, they, they started to make an Indianapolis pothole map and where the really bad ones are. And then they were tired of sitting around waiting for the city. So Mike Warren and Chris Lang uh, spent their own money and they're not, you know, they're not uh, wealthy and they bought asphalt. And now they're going around and they're filling the potholes in the city. Now they're fans of, uh, of Ron Swanson from parks and recreation. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of them's got, he said, I've got a poster on my wall of, of Ron. Um, and he's basically libertarian, libertarian on the show. Yeah. I, I, in real life, he does not seem to be at all the yeah, actor that know. portrays him, but yes. Right. Okay. So he said um, that uh, they have gathered about five different friends, these two, uh, and uh, Warren and Lang and sometimes others. They go out on their weekends in their spare time and they fix the worst potholes in the city. We want to fill a lot of potholes. We want we want people to help out and see that we don't need to rely on this monopoly of a government for it. I want that to be what starts the people taking charge about uh, of their own life and start talking about change. The city is going to fail at their own monopoly. Why should they have that monopoly? The uh, Department of Public Works audit rated the city's roads poor, said it would take two hundred and uh, sorry, seven hundred and thirty two million dollars to upgrade them to fair condition. So they don't have a permit for what they're doing. <laughs> this is awesome. I know. But they say the city and the police officers, they're not stopping them. Uh, Betsy Whitmore, chief of communications for the Indianapolis Department of Public Works, said in an email that obtaining a permit to work on city-owned streets and right-of-way is important so the city knows what's going on. What kind of answer is that? I, I mean, I love that answer. But what that's like a Texan. Hey, just let us know what you're doing in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine doing this in New York? I can't. That's, <clears throat> though, also her, seems like a way that they're saying, you better get a permit or this is going to stop, no? I, I don't know. So far... Lang, one of the guys, estimates they spend between $800 and $1,000 for tools and for asphalt. Part of the money came from their own paychecks and donations for their GoFundMe page campaign to fix Maroads. M-U-H. Maroads. <laughs> I love these guys. I know. <laughs> the two started uh, April 2017 after Warren saw a video of anarchists in Portland patching their city streets. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love this. Um, the anarchists in Oregon say that capitalism and government are not necessary for society to function, according to the Oregonian. Okay, so these guys don't necessarily have a lot in common, uh, except, you know, uh, capitalism, all right, on, in Oregon doesn't work. But they both believe we don't need the government to do the things that they don't do well. 
We can do this. Lang and Warren say they are not anarchists and do not want to replace the Department of Public Works, but they thought a similar grassroots repair effort would help solve some of the problems on side streets and call on the city to provide better service. That's really interesting because, I mean, one of the classic complaints uh, against libertarianism is, what are you, what are you, you are just private businesses to, have, to run all the roads? Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be yeah, fantastic. That'd be I mean, we could see how it works when you drive around, let's say, uh, a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, many, how many entrances to Walmart are in complete disrepair? They're, they're not because they want people to drive on those roads and come mm. into the store. So they make sure that they're kept up. Mm. Uh, if you uh, give private business an incentive... Uh, to to do these things and they will be done better. I love this though. This is a great idea because this it's interesting. It's not because there was a story we talked about with Toronto uh, a few months ago where I I, I am I hate this story <laughs> and I simultaneously love this story. Yeah, because it's the outcome is unfortunate. But Toronto said they needed stairs to go down this little walk. This little hill. I mean, it's a little, not even a hill. It's like a, in a uh, park, right? Right. It was like a, you know, from one level of like parking lot into the park. It was a very short stair. I mean, it was 10 stairs, 12 stairs. Yeah. And they, it was going to be fifty-five to $60,000 for them to install these stairs. Well, a local guy <laughs> is just like, yeah, what's $55,000? He spent $550 of his own money. He bought the lumber and the concrete. Yep. Built the stairs himself. Put them in, perfectly fine stairs, uh, and problem solved until, of course, Toronto got wind of it and then came in and tore the stairs down because they didn't like the way it was done. Now, of course, you're going to always have those issues. But the point that I think he was trying to make was it doesn't take $60,000 to make stairs. Exactly. It doesn't take that. We all know it doesn't. Yes. I mean, even we even hear this with the wall, where they're talking about the wall on the southern border, and they're like, oh, it's going to cost... You know, $25 billion. There's like $25 billion for a wall? Like, I understand that it's government and everything seems to cost more, but does that, does that sound even remotely coherent? May I, may I just say, may I just say this? Listen to, what, listen to what these two guys in Indiana said. They were asked, are you worried about getting hit? While it seems like two people can actually fill potholes... There is a supporting group to protect the workers from traffic. This can include an extra staff to hold warning signs for drivers and a driver of a blocker truck to provide a barrier between pothole filling uh, workers and traffic. (laughs) Whitmore said, uh, usually the uh, city uses five to six people. We pretty much get it done with two. That's great. It is. And it, it is because there are obviously like if you had just guys kind of coming around and building bridges across things like you might have some issues. Maybe there's not engineering necessary. But if you have a an understanding of how to do this and can do it safely. And the other part is like with the exception of getting hit while you're filling the pothole, it used to have nothing in it. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, if they put marshmallows inside of it, it would probably be better than what it was. Uh, so it's hard to do damage when you're filling a pothole. It's 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 remarkable. And now, who will be the first to stop these guys? Because I mean, it's not. Gonna, I mean, do you imagine that in New York City? I remember. I I remember when New York City began to change me, 
and it was I was standing at a subway or someplace and there was there was garbage blowing around everywhere. Now, I'm in some cities, I'm in towns and things and I see garbage. I'll pick it up and I'll put it in the trash can. I don't do that in New York. You don't ever do that in New York for multiple reasons. You don't There's usually do needles attached to each yeah. piece of garbage. Yeah, so you don't do that in New York. But I remember seeing the trash blowing, and I remember thinking to myself, about a year and a half into New York, when the hell is the city going to do something about this? And it just took me by surprise. I was like, what? And it was in front of our building. And I was complaining about the city. If here, go out and pick it up. Go yeah, out and yeah. sweep. Oh, that's interesting. But you don't do that. And the city makes it impossible for you to want to do anything. They don't want you doing anything. No, 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 no. Don't move that. I mean, a lot of that is, you know, people justifying their jobs and people, you know. But there's a longer term um, ideological reason for these things, which is to imprison you to government. I mean, this is what they want you to believe. They like the idea that you're dependent on Mm -hmm. them. It gives them the control. It gives them the power. It gives them everything. So when, and and again, these are little examples of it, but it it goes deeper than this. It's people who used to be, I need to go, oh my God, I I, I lost my job. I need need to get a job. Well, then there was people arguing for 99 weeks of unemployment, right? 99 weeks. That was never something like, look, there are reasons. There are reasons that Mm -hmm. these things pop up, but that it's a change in mindset in which we demand from the government things that we used to demand of ourselves. It's it's um, it is remarkable that, that I think this is beginning to change. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.